0: You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, laugh. we live. I think Doug has a real problem with beef and particularly au jus sauce. I come in today to the studio and see that Doug is eating lunch, which of course is nothing abnormal about finding doug in the studio at all it's a little bit of a break between what he usually does with getimer.com as well as what he does with the lockdown hornets podcast but
1: i'm either eating hot meats or laying down hot beats.
0: so i come in the studio today and i see one of those big silver platters that he's eating out of it's one of those things that you would It's one of those things that your mom would put a casserole that she made for you that you would take back to your college dorm room or your apartment that you're still living in out of school.
1: It's a barbecue tin.
0: And so he's eating out of that just this big to-go order of what looks – it looks like a huge to-go order. And then, of course, he tells me that it's a beef sandwich with au jus sauce, again, from Tavern on the Tracks. And this is the very same thing. The very same thing that almost ruined your computer
1: delicious sandwiches though not a sponsor yeah uh it was the au jus sauce that went into my laptop uh, was brought to you by tavern on the tracks uh, this time i kept the laptop a safe distance away from the au jus sauce and the beef on wax sandwich that i had delicious but it is weird right they did give it to me in this barbecue tin normally it comes in a uh i don't even know what the material is called uh when you when you uh, rub it it squeaks now, uh, what do you call that? Not cardboard. Oh, styrofoam. Styrofoam. yeah. styrofoam is the word I'm <laughs> looking for. What is this? I'm drunk on beef on weck right now, so I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. This is gonna be a rough show for me. But yeah, so it came in this tin, and I, I just thought to myself, like, isn't it interesting how the container really does speak for the meal? Because it's the same amount of food that would have gone into the styrofoam container. It was just in this larger container. But anyone that that happened upon me and see, you know, saw me eating out of this pig trough
0: was going to be like, wow, that's an enormous amount of food, when in reality it wasn't. Yeah, it was a bucket. It was a bucket of food, essentially, what you were eating out of. And it certainly looked like you were a fat dude that couldn't get enough of what you were eating. Well, that actually is the case. <laughs> this is Locked on Hornets, presented by the Locked on Hornets Podcast. Locked on Podcast Network, I should say, your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can get Locked on Hornets on the brand-new podcasting app, Himalaya, as well as Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify – and when you get in your car and tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Hornets. Today's show is not brought to you by Tavern on the Tracks. It is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Book your next trip with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. Kimball Walker gave us some content today. Rick Bennell gave us some content yesterday. Thanks, guys. So we'll start with Kimball Walker. He is hosting a basketball camp. Kemba Pro Camp that's going on at the Spectrum Center as we speak. So, all for the kids. God, basketball camp was some of the best memories of my childhood. Loved going to basketball camp. Butler Basketball Camp twice a year, every year from 3rd grade to 8th grade. I went to Al Harrington Basketball Camp one time. How about that? That was a lot of fun.
1: Al Harrington Basketball Camp. Yes. What Al. did you what kind of skills did you learn at the Al Harrington Basketball Camp? Uh how to deal with being traded?
0: <laughs> Al Harrington was a guy that was traded quite a bit. Al, super cool dude. I was young. I, I didn't learn a whole lot. I don't remember what I learned if I did learn anything. I'm sure it was fine. I went there twice. I went there two years in a row. We just did, you know, scrimmaging and then you do you know, you do the same drills at pretty much every basketball camp. I went to Steve Alford basketball camp one year as well. So a lot of different celebrities going to basketball camps, going all the way. The Butler again. Brad Stevens was there. That's a funny—I I don't want to get on this tangent. I, we, we just started with Kimba Walker. But the Brad Stevens thing is kind of funny.
1: Al Harrington really didn't have a little stretch. Al Harrington oh, had a career. career. Straight-up career. Yeah, had a to- from 2001 until 2012. That's a solid 10-year career.
0: Oh, a straight-up career. And now is a big advocate for legalizing marijuana, as well as the NBA not being so critical of— players using marijuana to where to the point where they don't punish him at all he's a big advocate of actually using that to heal the body
1: and his twitter handle is cheddar cheese (laughs) seven
0: not beef and cheese seven which should be your twitter handle that would be my twitter handle beef (laughs)
1: and cheese number seven
0: uh brad stevens at butler camp going there as a child every single year it was funny because he was the guy that was handing out the pizza in the lunch line he was the one that all of the campers would sit around the three-point line, and Brad Stevens would go out there. Nobody cared. Nobody knew who Brad Stevens was. He was the assistant basketball coach. He was the young guy that basically was there, happy to have a job in Division One. And he would be, "Okay, kids, are you ready for Todd <laughs> Licklighter? Yeah, yeah. Give us Todd Licklighter. Give us lick." Give us lick He's gonna teach you how to play the game of basketball while I will continue to hand you these sandwiches, this pizza, as well as hey, anybody want a freezy pop? Why don't you come on by the concession stand and I will hand you freezy pops and all the candy that you could ask for. That that's what he was doing when I was going to Butler basketball camp. Also was rebounding for me when I won the free throw championship at Butler Basketball Camp. I didn't do my I didn't do my routine after the first one. He said, hey. Don't don't rush it. Do your routine, and you'll make the rest of them. I did. Went 9 for 10. Thanks, Brad Stevens. Oh, that was Brad Stevens. That was Brad Stevens. I, th- I, thought, you were, I thought you
1: were preparing, preparing another reveal.
0: No. No, sorry. I, I know they kind of ran all together there, but yeah, helped me win the free throw championship. That guy was giving us pizza, and now he's a Celtics head coach who was amazing and yeah. led the Butler Bulldogs to a couple of championships. I was already out by that success. But and, crazy and, look, and look at you. Look at me now. <laughs> you're, you're the host of a famous uh, Hornets podcast that goes on every day. Getting filthy rich from it. Kimball Walker might not be getting as filthy rich as maybe some people thought. So Kimball Walker holding this basketball camp, and I apologize for getting off on a different road there. While taking questions at basketball camp, Nick Carbony. As everybody pronounces his last name. But it's Carboni. Asked him if he would take less than the Supermax to help the Hornets team build around him. Kimba responded with, Yeah, I would take less. Sure. Why not? I would take less. (laughs) And so this is circulating on Twitter, and it is a significant comment. It was a good question by Nick Carboni because I think a lot of people had it in their brains that 221. That's $221 million. That was going to be offered from the Charlotte Hornets. That's the full Supermax. And is he going to take the full Supermax? Or is he going to leave for another team and leave $80 million on the table? You know, we had Bobby Marks. We played some of the, uh, the sound that we had when we talked to uh, with him on the wake-up call. You know, he probably projects the offer to be around 190. You know, we've talked about this. I, I don't think that a lot of people that follow the game closely closely ever would have expected him to get the full supermax. I think we've all been kind of talking it about 190, that being the benchmark of where at least you start. And so with Kimba saying, I'm going to take less, it's not that big of a deal to me because he asked, are you going to take less than the supermax? Mm-hmm. Well, he says, yes, I'll still take 50 million more than another team could offer me rather than 80. Of course he's going to say that, but it does seem to have people kind of running around a little bit.
1: Well, it's a recognition by Kimball Walker. It's just common sense. Like Kimball Walker has common sense. He knows he can't take the full Supermax here in Charlotte and expect – well, first of all, he uh, he may know or not know whether or not the team is even uh, prepared to offer him this, the full Supermax, uh, but, but he also probably knows that he can't take the full Supermax and also compete in Charlotte – for the next one, maybe two years because of the the contract situation that the Hornets find themselves in.
0: So if he wants to win, yeah, he has to take less. We always knew the Hornets would probably not offer him the entire Supermax anyway. Again, 190 is around the total we've discussed. It would be fifty million more than another team could offer him and be respectable, I think. So let's say he takes one ninety. That would be thirty eight a year for five seasons. Because remember, in that article Jared Weiss wrote for the athletic. Kimba Walker discussed how that fifth year option is important to him. He wants that fifth year. If you offer him 180, it would be 36 a year. 170 would be 34, and you get the picture. So even if they get to just 30 million more than what another team can offer him, though, that still won't be enough to get out of cap hell for the following season. I mean, you're still in a situation where you can't spend a lot of money on other pieces, which means. The best way to improve your team with Kemba Walker on the roster, at least for the following season, yeah, is sir, via trade.
1: Right. It certainly makes it easier for them, you know, two maybe three years from now.
0: But are you comfortable punting on a season that like would be LeBron did? Right. Well, punting on a twenty, well, and and we all destroyed him for it. And it wasn't the right decision. It doesn't seem like at least now, if they get Anthony Davis and a couple of other guys, then sure, that's not that happening makes in sense. Charlotte. But that's not happening in Charlotte. One, Kemba's not LeBron. Two, Charlotte's not LA. And so, those determining factors aren't exactly... It is for
1: Kimba. Kimba loves Charlotte. Kemba loves does. Charlotte more than
0: I love beef on whack
1: sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> he just love. I mean, it's just... He's the anti-star right now. Like, what other star is going to come out and say, yeah, pay me less?
0: So, they still... <laughs> it, it doesn't seem smart if you are trying to use your situation as much... And, and gain as much leverage as possible for as much money as possible. <laughs> but for him... His it, agent's in the corner going, yeah. oh, God! Why are you doing this? i stop it! Why? It doesn't seem smart on that front, but Kemba's very open about loving Charlotte. He's never waned from that discussion. He's always told everybody that he loves the city of Charlotte. And so, yeah, it doesn't seem smart to do that for your own monetary, uh, monetary benefit. I, it doesn't seem smart from that angle, but... You know, who am I to say that he's dumb for doing it if he just wants to stay in Charlotte if, and be happy and Uptown?
1: Listen, if I'm his agent, I am conspiring with his neighbors to be total a holes and releasing <laughs> rats into his home. Like I'm doing I'm doing everything surreptitiously as possible. I barely got that word yeah, out. Let me try I mean, that yeah, one again. That's all right. Surreptitiously as possible mm-hmm. to make sure that Charlotte uh, is is not a great a place for kemba walker to live so he'll go somewhere else and make a lot more money
0: if you're the agent that is right we're not saying we don't want him here but you know it would probably be better for the team you get the picture <laughs>
1: listen rats are way too expensive i'm not going out and buying any rats
0: <laughs> thanks to untuck it for sponsoring locked on if you're looking for a great father's day idea their shirts are specifically designed to look great untucked and feel comfortable at work or on the weekend you got to hurry Father's Day is Sunday. It's Thursday right now, so you got to go there quickly. No tucking or tailoring required. Go to untuckit.com, promo code NBA, to get 20% off. Again, that's untuckit.com, promo code NBA, to get 20% off. We'll talk more about the Kimba situation, as well as some news that Rick Bennell dropped yesterday. It's all up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast you are listening to the locked on hornets podcast the one draft pick you hit on was kimba walker and you, you drafted bismack Biombo before him oh! you got it right the second time which is great i am too smart S-M-R-T. but you drafted biombo before kimba walker so <laughs> again you almost messed that one up as well it's time for more of the locked on hornets podcast please listen carefully. A lot of Bunnell bombs dropping right now. Tweets flying in all over the place about Kimba Walker and what he actually said today in the media session. So first off, clarifying bombs, clarifying Bunnell bombs that are being dropped as we speak. So Rick Bunnell mentions that Kimba did say it, it does seem that Kimba is going to meet with other teams before he does decide what to stick with the Charlotte Hornets or not.
1: Other teams? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and which, he
1: loves Charlotte.
0: But which you're right. That would be standard procedure for most free agents, but everything that Kimba has said up until this point, up until the last segment that we just had.
1: Because what's there to lose? You can say whatever. You, that's a uh, uh, thing. R- you can say whatever you want. But we
0: have to break this down, Doug. This is our content of the day, so we need to act like this is serious.
1: Let's do it. Okay. (gasps) Let's do it.
0: So Kimba is going to meet with other teams. Also, Rick Bennell tweeting out uh, just a little bit ago as I try to scroll and find the tweet. He also said, Kimba said he's leaving it to his agent to interact with the Hornets, but it's interesting he mentioned he's meeting owner Michael Jordan in the next few days, so maybe not entirely leaving it up to his agent, but he is going to meet with Michael Jordan. Kimba right now giving us a, a few things that indicates the Hornets are his first priority, just like he's always said. He is going to meet with other teams. I find that a little bit more significant just because everything Kimba has said, it made it seem like man, I want to stay here in Charlotte. Let's make this happen. At least he's going to meet with other teams. At least that is what changes the story a little bit.
1: I, I don't think it's insignificant at all that is going to meet with Michael Jordan. I think it is one of the advantages to having MJ as your owner, that, that unique situation that the Hornets find themselves in, that Michael Jordan can create a unique basketball relationship with star players that, that other owners just simply are incapable of doing. So I think that's one. Two, it is significant that he's going to meet with other teams because This is really the first opportunity that Kimball Walker has to walk out onto the NBA stage, and and teams want him. I mean, the Dallas Mavericks want Kimball Walker, and there are going to be other teams, possibly the Los Angeles Lakers, maybe the New York Knicks, that want Kimball Walker. And I'm telling you, it might change him. I've really sure. like. i I've said this all along. I feel like Kimba is saying all the right things because he's the kind of person that says the right things. And I don't think that he doesn't believe those things, but I also believe that there's going to come a moment. We have not hit that moment yet with Kimba Walker, and we're not going to know when exactly that moment happens when Kimba is alone with his thoughts, and, and he has to make a decision whether to stick with what he's done for a long time, what he's been comfortable with, or whether to go out and try something new and risk it all.
0: So he loves Charlotte. It does seem that that is true. And he also said that he would take less money in order for the team to build around him. So it would make sense to just go sign for a lot of money, take less money, though, and sign with another team that already has the team presumably around him. That would be a contender. Or a contender as much as, you know, playing in the conference finals or whatever. That would make sense. But then if you love Charlotte, then I guess it would make sense to stay here. It does seem like you would be punting on the 29-year-old season that you have because you have to trade in order to make some real significant improvement. And, I mean, you can't think a trade is likely for a legitimate all-star or a legitimate real second-best player on the team.
1: I'm just saying, Walker, it's easy for everyone to say, oh, if I won the lottery, I wouldn't change.
0: That's this is my whole point.
1: like I wouldn't I wouldn't change. No, I, you know, I have a good core. I'm not going to, you know, start buying lavish things and living a lavish life and and change, you know who I'm married to. And no, but it, but then the money hits. And for this, in this case, it wouldn't really even be about money, I would think with Kimball Walker. Certainly he's due for a pay raise, but that's going to happen really wherever he goes. It's going to be about the opportunity to contend for a championship and I think he's going to be faced with that decision do I do I stay here do I really trick myself into believing that the Charlotte Hornets despite all evidence to the contrary can put a winning championship contending team around me or do I go to a place where I at least no it's not guaranteed but I at least give myself a, a decent opportunity to see if it could happen
0: so rod boone also tweets out that you know he asked him if he still wants to be in charlotte uh, for the 10th <laughs> time everybody's asking <laughs> so kimba says what is, it, what
1: is our game show yeah. hold on hold on <laughs> oh
0: no the, let me play the actual bit here we go so rod boone says i don't play know it I'm full and then drop it hold on
1: <laughs> i'm gonna get it right all right go ahead now
0: What would Kimba Walker do? In a weird, maybe coincidence, I don't know if this is the definition of irony, but Kimba Walker, I don't think it is, but Kimba Walker actually is the contestant on today's show. So Kimba, in his tweet that Rod Boone puts out, says, I don't know how many times I can say that. I'm not going to lie. I don't know how many times I can say it, but if it doesn't work out, I'm definitely prepared to play somewhere else. But yes, I would love to be in Charlotte. flawlessly executed game show that we just had couldn't have
1: done it any better
0: so kimball walker saying that i mean we understand the situation that's in front of him now it's just it's going to be really hard to improve at least next season and if you're willing to punt on a season to get to the following year where you do have 40 million come off of the books then okay seems a little risky to me don't love doing that For Kimba Walker's 29-year-old season. So, another tweet that Rick Bunnell does have. I'm reading tweets all over the place. Rick did say this yesterday. This became secondary after Kimba's comments today. But Rick did say yesterday that the Hornets have looked into moving up in the draft from their current number 12 spot in the first round. It will be tough assembling the trade capital to make that happen in the next week. (laughs) No kidding. But GM Mitch Kupchak is active. Doug, what do you make of the Hornets activity trying to move up from the number 12 spot.
1: I honestly don't get it. I mean, this sort of goes against all the analysis that we had on this pick that this was a this was a weak draft and once you got by the third pick that there were question marks everywhere. So, I mean, unless they feel I don't feel like they can trade for Zion, I don't feel like they can trade for Ja Moran I think Memphis is very concrete in their desire to take
0: Ja. So, that leaves RJ Barrett and the Knicks. And you're not trading for RJ. I mean, the the Knicks right now The Knicks right now aren't even aggressively in the Anthony Davis trade talks because they're cool with R.J., let alone the Miles Bridges trade talks that it would take, the three first-round trade talks to get R.J. Barrett off of them. They're not even in those trade talks. If they're not Anthony Davis trade talks aggressively, then they're not going to shop the R.J. Barrett pick or even hear what Mitch Kupchak has to say about the R.J. Barrett pick.
1: Yeah, I mean, everything that we've talked about in terms of trading this pick has been trading out of the first round altogether or possibly trading back in order to dump salary and allow yourself an opportunity to re-sign Kemba and also possibly pursue more talent to put around him trading up doesn't do that for you at all and and I don't see anyone in even Darius Garland I don't see anyone 4 to 11 that would immediately contribute to the team uh, but maybe they've just falling in love with a guy, and they want to give the, the rose, and they feel. And maybe we're blowing this way up. Maybe it's not about three or four. Maybe it is kind of what they did last season in trading back. Maybe they want to go up one, two spots to get uh Sekou Dumboya or something where they feel like ah, man 11-10 it's right there
0: yeah Uh, you wonder Kobe White does come to mind and I saw Nada tweet that out that would be interesting Kobe White comes to mind the thing is if you mentioned Darius Garland who you would have to go up to about four five definitely six with Phoenix being there so you would have to go up that far Kobe doesn't seem like he's going to fall past the Chicago Bulls because it seems like the Bulls need a point guard looks like they aren't here for Chris Dunn anymore and so Kobe White would be that guy. So if, if he's that guy, then you would have to move up to seven or six. But for a point guard, you know that makes the situation inter- interesting of, okay, if you're going to bring Kemba back, then does it make sense to trade for that point guard? If Kemba's gone, then it makes all the sense in the world to try to go up and get Kobe uh, or James Garland.
1: With Tony Parker retiring, and m- maybe you're not as sure about Devontae Graham after the the second half of that uh, last season. Maybe, maybe you do, if you really love Kobe White, think he could be – uh, and and you could probably pair Kobe White with Kimball Walker. I mean, it wouldn't be the worst guard tandem in the world if Kobe White turned into a
0: star. Yeah, a bigger guy. I mean, he did he didn't measure as tall as I think a lot of people expected. I mean, he's not a legitimate six five, which I always thought was a little high. Got to wear for thick him. socks. That's the key. Well, and keep the hair like it is. That will go. make a lot of people think he's six five. To have those two in the backcourt, it would make some sense, but. Then it becomes the question that we asked in the first place of how do you get up to number seven? Because I don't think they can or I'm not in a position where I would want to get rid of future assets and number 12 and maybe even a Malik Monk to get all the way up to number seven. I don't know what it would take. But to move up five spots in this draft, I, I think it would take a lot and probably more than I'm really willing to give up. Uh,
1: yeah, but sometimes weird things happen around the draft. I mean, we're, we're seeing reports now that L.A. and New Orleans are getting serious about these Anthony Davis talks, and, and they're trying to get a third team wrangled into that, and possibly that Lakers' fourth pick would be the bait to draw in another team. Again, I don't see that as a smart play for the Charlotte Hornets, but Mitch Kupchak does have a relationship with the Lakers organizations and maybe Mitch is, is feeling the itch. Mitchy's getting itchy.
0: All right, we've gone entirely too a long. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back with plenty more. Today's show is brought to you by Grip6. It's ultra lightweight with no holes, no flap, and it's a great Father's Day gift to Grip6. They have a special offer for you at Grip6.com slash L-O-C-K-E. That's grip slash lock. We've got plenty more on the other side of the break. This is Locked on Hornets. And just that I showed any kind of vulnerability, oh, I, know, I think just, Nod is just going to jump You
1: are the it. gazelle limping through yeah. the That's African KG. safari.
0: I'm in the mud. I'm in, I'm in some sticky uh, yeah, mud. You I are the hippo stuck killing. in the mud. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, like, uh, yes. and I'm about to just get MKG destroyed M- by Nas, or By Nod. <laughs> He's going <laughs> to come out it. with me a rap battle. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Thanks again for joining us on the Locked Hornets podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Remember to all also listen to Locked On NBA. The mock draft, it is about now. The first episode aired yesterday. So I think that was one through six. I think you're going in increments of six. So I think you've got something like seven through 12 today. And then it would be tomorrow's episode that would include our picks. I think that's the protocol they're going by. Jeremy Wu is providing analysis on every single selection. Now, when I listened to it yesterday, it seemed like Jeremy was just giving his thoughts on his own evaluation of those players. Not necessarily fit, not necessarily why it's stupid for one team to do this or another. Just giving his evaluation on the specific players. They also have um, David Locke, of course, who hosts the show regularly. So make sure to check that out and you will be able to hear our pick. I believe, in two episodes, but you can hear seven through 12 today.
1: And we've already, if you've listened to the past episodes, we've already revealed our picks. But maybe we, if you haven't, maybe we should leave that a mystery. So you will go listen to that Locked On mm-hmm. NBA show. But Probably I Probably would have
0: been good from the forefront for me to just leave that out.
1: And Maybe, but I will tell you that we did something very interesting for the second of three years, second time in three years, we traded back. We'll go ahead and reveal that.
0: Do you want to? Should we do it?
1: Well, we can reveal that. I don't want to reveal what players we took because I'll tell you that one of the players we took, uh uh-oh, I just revealed that we have two picks now, Uh oh. but one of the players that we took- What did we do? And it was deep in the first round. Uh Uh-oh, I just spoiled that. I'm sorry. Uh Uh-oh. But we took a player that was taken top 10 Mm. in ESPN's mock draft. So, you boys, once again, smart. Two years ago, we took John Collins, 21. He ended up going the
0: lottery. You boys were doing the same stuff that they did two years ago that would indicate how smart we are because a top 10 pick was taken when we took it at 25 and that includes mike schmitz being a part of this mock draft adrian wojnarowski being part of this pod uh this mock draft not this podcast that would be great we would probably have some good numbers um also the one thing i i will say that doesn't help our case is jay williams i believe was a part of this mock draft if i'm not mistaken did you see jay williams analysis on brandon clark I didn't. Yeah, it, he talks about how he can really space the floor no and boy. shoot the three. Oh,
1: no boy. Jay. Oh,
0: Jay. You know, they Jay try- was like,
1: uh, Jay got stuck, yeah. and it happens sometimes. You get stuck, and mm-hmm. and he went— it, Honestly, you think about that analysis, though, and that's
0: if you're stuck and you really don't know and you're just trying to play the odds— Small, big guy, it that, would make sense for him to be He was just a, playing the odds. Yeah, he was playing the odds. Failed miserably, Well, but played I know that's the feeling. odds. Yeah, and so you try to get these guys— to go across different platforms and just didn't work for Jay Williams. So, anyways, besides that, we do look extremely smart for who we selected. At I believe it was 27. 27. 27. Oh, we
1: spoiled it. Sorry. Oh, there's oops. another. There's another pick, though.
0: Oh, there's another, pick. and it's
1: seventeen. Ah, oh, crap!
0: We spoiled that too. All right, what do you got for us, Doug? All, All right, right, so
1: MKG underwent successful surgery. They're never unsuccessful. Like, when's the last unsuccessful surgery that you heard about in sports? You know, it's
0: funny. Marty Herney always says that I mean, when he was doing the radio, when he was you know, doing his own show on the radio station, he would always say that same very thing but then it like you do see some surgeries that don't actually go well but you don't hear about them no you don't hear about they just get
1: re-injured and then you're right no one's letting that information no one's going to do a press release it says unsuccessful but this one is successful this one was he underwent a successful surgical procedure uh, yesterday to address a chronic groin strain. Uh, Kid Gilchrist is expected to make a full recovery and be available for the start of the team's training camp in September. This information coming from the Charlotte Hornets, and we don't even know for sure yet, right, that he has optioned into his the final year of his deal
0: yeah i mean when he has that surgery you would imagine because of the limited skill set when he does have this surgery it, <laughs> oh, you would so, think, so you're in. telling
1: me so you're telling me he 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 can't shoot three still and also he has a chronic grain groin issue um yeah we'll pass <laughs> yeah,
0: well, that's what the teams are saying that's what the teams are saying yeah I, i'm sure the hornets would say that as well but they are obligated to pay him that money if he opts in and he hasn't yet but still you, you, you right like you would think if he has this surgery and you, you can't think the other team's opinion of MKG is all that high. You, you would think he this would make it pretty certain that he would opt into this contract.
1: Uh, only three starts last year was uh, featured in 64 games, so the the groin injury didn't keep him out significant time. And, and you know a lot, some of those he was just completely out of the rotation. It wasn't an injury issue at all.
0: That mock draft that we were just talking about, I will reveal what they had the Hornets taking. They had the Hornets taking...
1: This is the ESPN draft. The,
0: yeah, not not the Locked On NBA mock draft. The ESPN, the less important one. But the ESPN mock draft, they had the Hornets taking Rui Hachimura at number 12. I like a lot of guys at number 12. You have clowned me for liking a lot of guys in this draft process. Mm-hmm. Except for Hachimura Hachimura's not one of them. I would much rather have Dembouya than Hachimura. You know, I'm, I'm kind of... I don't know, man. Like, Hachimor just doesn't seem... Feels like i like, just down on guys with weird names. Yeah, well, that's probably true. I, I just, you know, I have this this weird thing against those type of guys. I don't think he's particularly athletic. Because
1: people mispronounce your name. I think that's... it. We're getting into some psychological issues. We need to get you on a couch here and really figure this thing out.
0: I'm telling you, I have zero problems you with Nick You have meal issues with people who have weird names. Yeah, I don't have any problem with <laughs> Nick Carboni. I don't know why you want to keep bringing his name up. Nick Carboni is not... He's not in my head right now. Roy Hatchmore is just somebody I don't necessarily like. Doug, I think that the athleticism is not necessarily there. I wonder about his defense. I just offensively, yeah, he is a little bit polished. He hasn't been playing basketball a long time, which you know maybe gives you some reason to believe that there is some talent to still tap into. It's just not somebody that I like as much as some of the other uh, players that we've discussed.
1: Yeah, a lot of there's going to be a lot of competition for MKG at the three four spot for the Charlotte Hornets next year. Of course, Marvin, the the emergence of Miles Bridges. You've got Dwayne Bacon who can play three, uh, who played really well at the 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 last half of last season. So if you're MKG, yeah, maybe you opt in and you just take a year off essentially because I don't, you know, if they do make a draft pick as well that they fall in love with, who's in that three four kind of combo spot, that's going to provide even more competition. So if you're MKG. And you can't crack the rotation. It at least gives you an opportunity to heal up and go into free agency
0: fresh. All right, we'll end this conversation today. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can subscribe to this show on the new Himalaya Podcast app, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car and tell your smart device to play podcast, lock Don Hornets. Thanks again for listening. we got Fire Friday tomorrow. Not will be in, so join us again tomorrow for the last show of the week.
1: Hot Meats, Hot Beats.